0: everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Billyu and I am here with my beloved, Lisa Bilyeu. What's up? We're trying something today? different today. We are. Yeah. Hence the specialness. Hence the
1: spe- oh, And
0: it is the Valentine's season, as <laughs> I was uh, instructed last time. Every time he says I it, it I you that. say
1: it with that face as well, like the Valentine's season. Yes. I Um, think you created something. I did, yeah. So, guys, we're trying something new. We're just using um, the phone. One shot. We've heard many people have said that they actually like the intimacy of the one phone. So, thumbs up or thumbs down if you like this. Thumbs
0: up, thumbs down. We won't necessarily trust you though, I'm going to be honest. We're going off the data more than uh, self-reporting. But the data seems to suggest that you guys actually prefer it on the iPhone. So, which is scandalous to me. Uh, my entire life, it was all about getting really fancy cameras. Literally, I felt like my entire life was moving towards fancier and fancier cameras, only to now be moving backwards. Also,
1: the other thing that we are trying is um,
0: the shirts. The shirts, it's, it's, the, the, power, couple the power couple merch. So, dig it, dig it. Couples to dress together, stay together. I'm telling you, as goofy as it is, I actually enjoy dressing. Normally, it's like shoes or socks or something that we have in common. Um, but I'm down for the the power couple shirts here.
1: Aw, you have been a very big sport for it. I do appreciate that. No question.
0: That. I'll, I won't lie though. I prefer to be wearing the power shirt.
1: Yeah, I know. That's why last week. The funny thing is, this is how well I know this man. So I knew that last week he, you would want to wear the power shirt. So I was like, let's start last week off with you, and then we switch over. So yeah, we're just gonna scooch coming closer. Come on, come on, shady old lady. Yeah, there come it see, is. Yeah, So I don't know the framing now, so we probably messed it up. Um, But the other, but the other thing, in fact, that we are also trying is this time slot. So the one thing we were talking about is like when do people sit together and watch something. So we were thinking like maybe we'll try the evening slots, slightly later, so we're hitting East Coast um, and in Europe. So. Trying to. In ap- Europe.
0: Europe is asleep right now, homie.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right, well, screw Europe. <laughs> India, that's right. Screw Europe. And I'm from Europe, so I can say that.
0: That's right. But
1: um, yeah, we are definitely trying to get Wow, this like, new we got all swap. kinds
0: of people coming in here. In I the back, know. Of- <laughs> the back of for
1: Um And then also, the other thing, once we will get to the questions, the other thing I'm. It's like, the hair.
0: The yeah, hair. So, hair does look good. I'm but, not gonna lie. Like whatever it looks like on camera, in person it looks. On but
1: in spirit of the Valentine's season, I also got something else done. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys can uh-huh. see this on Let's camera. Can you see.
0: See it? can you see I it? I can't tell. Am I can't tell. yet. The Michelle, we'll pretend that it? it's in France. Right,
1: so basically, <laughs> we,
0: we had a design,
1: and I did the basic piece of T, B. But then if I turn my head like this, it's a heart
0: on camera it looks like squiggles but in real life it actually does look really good I, yeah. I won't I won't lie I'm super happy with this all right so that's great. basically
1: um his valentine's gift um try to find unique interesting ways to celebrate after 17 years always got to keep it fresh so that's my, it is. my gift to you nice happy valentine's day baby thank
0: you very much um, felt all right what do we have so, for questions yeah
1: we are answering questions live guys so submit and we'll get to them all right So, um, yes, so these shirts, sorry, in fact, you can get 10% discount off these shirts right now by using the code. Are we giving the code away? Yeah. Wow, shady old lady's doing it early. Nice. So use the code power couple all one word and if you do it right now you'll get 10% off that will last for the next couple of hours so share this video so that other people can see the code to buy the merch
0: there it is all
1: right now we're gonna get to the questions a really exciting part all right if you had to choose one thing oh this is oh This is today's relationship revelations question so guys we have 26 questions that we ask, have asked each other over the years to really understand who how the other person thinks and these are pretty fun but pretty dangerous questions so you've got to like be very open and prepared for the truth as an answer and so what we did is we pulled a couple and we're talking about them on the show but if you want the whole 26 you can get them as a pdf are we doing the link in facebook So we're doing the link in Facebook just down below, click on it and you'll get the 26 questions. So the one teaser one that we are going to ask each other today is, if you had to choose one thing you want me to start doing for you, what would that be?
0: Ooh, uh uh-huh. So in this I have to really think about, because the honest answer is I want you to start preparing all my meals, but the reality of your day is that would be so stressful for Mm -hmm. you. Um, that I'll go with, I want more back tickles on the weekend.
1: All right.
0: That would be amazing. That's good. How about you?
1: And the one thing I'd want you to start doing for me, um, I think it, I'm just going to be honest, take more showers together.
0: Respect. Can we have less logistical conversation? (laughs) So I pointed that out. So on here one day she was like, oh, you don't take them anymore. And I said, well, to be honest, like you go into logistical conversations in the shower. And she had to laugh because she knew it was true. And then even after I called her out on it, the very next time we took a shower together, literally the first words out of her mouth were about, okay, so we can't forget to, and I was, I just, burst out laughing because I was like even when you know you do it you cannot help yourself
1: but to be honest like if I had to really think about it because what I love about this question is there are things that I don't do for him that I'm sure he would love me to do and I want to know those things so that I can then decide okay should I actually like does this make sense does it make sense from what I'm going to get from you and what I'll have to give up so if it's making my foods, I think about okay what does that actually look like okay it looks like that I can't do this I can't do that I'm going to get stressed I can't execute on this well and so the reality is i've chosen to not do it for you but at least i'm conscious of making that decision versus like oh my god all these years you wanted me to do this and you never told me um so like you doing the kettle for me has been life-changing for me but if we didn't have the conversation then i don't think we would have got gotten there so um yeah i think that's a really powerful question to me All right, so now we've got a kickoff question. Um, If you guys have any questions, drop them in the comments below. We're answering them live. So kickoff question is from Patrick Rivera. Should I start a relationship once I've reached the cliche threshold as an adult? I know it's all relative. Or is this thinking completely backwards because ideally a partner would help you grow?
0: I don't know what the cliche threshold as an adult is exactly. So I definitely think that people should wait to get married, I don't think there's any rush. I think that um, the younger you are when you get married, my gut instinct is the less likely you are to stay together. I've Got no data to back that up, but that I, I really believe that powerfully. I think that there is so much change that's just a part of growing up. For instance, your brain doesn't actually stop developing until you're 25. Which
1: is crazy, because I met you when I was 21. No, so I know, trust that's... me, look,
0: we violate a lot of the rules that I warn people against, but I'm gonna be really arrogant for a second and say that one of the primary drivers of my life was figuring out my own psychology. So, like, one of my primary drivers, really think about that for a second. So it wasn't like, oh, a passing interest. One of my primary fucking drivers was to understand myself from a psychological perspective, to understand the brain, to understand just human psychology in general, the biases that we bring, all of that, how it functions, how to get a hold of it, So if that wasn't one of my primary drivers, and I had a lot of years of reading into that, I mean, I'd been reading about that since I was in my teens. So if you don't have that, and you're just blindly going into a relationship, it is wonderful to be close, but it's also really hard to talk to each other. So so I I feel your pain, yeah. So that if you don't have that and your brain's not developing and you've never been in that kind of long-term relationship before and you don't have the strategies and all that, I just think it's destined to fail. Like we, we have succeeded in spite of our age, not because of it.
1: Yeah, but I, there's part of me actually that disagrees because I don't know if I would have the growth mindset I have if it wasn't for you.
0: You wouldn't, but does that, that, does that have anything to do with how young we were when we met?
1: No. But if I, let's say, I was, if, like, if I met somebody now, would I find it more difficult to adapt and grow with them than if I met them when I was younger? Yes. So I, so that's, I actually think it's been easier for us because we're...
0: Yeah, but you're like, you're pushing up on 40, home girl. <laughs>
1: Here's the thing, I'm not bashful about my age. Yeah. 38 people, proud.
0: And I'm over 40, so fuck it. <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you all. I'm really
0: not tense about it, but yeah. So, but I I think there's a big difference between now, where we've been married for 15 Mm -hmm. years and together for almost 20. See what I did there? See how I round up? Um, So that's very different to me than early 20s, say, versus late 20s or early 30s. Yeah. And you're right. And we've talked about people in our lives that we know well. You know exactly what I'm thinking of. and they have pointed out how difficult it's been. They've gotten into patterns and habits Mm -hmm. and things that aren't necessarily conducive to a relationship, and that did give me pause, but I think that there's a sweet spot that's older than where we were and younger than we are now, for sure. And I'll just put the number at 30, certainly for guys. Girls, maybe, um, they really do seem to mature faster, so I will say that for a guy, the sweet spot is 30. All
1: right. Um, Alright, on to the next question. This is from Patrick Bonsu. How has the power of your relationship enabled both of you to awaken more individual awareness? Do you find having two minds and two hearts a powerhouse for love and success? Um, I think it's really made um, a difference on analysing myself because, is that what he's asking? How oh, you yeah. enable both of you to awaken more individual awareness. Yeah, it actually really has awakened a lot of individual awareness because I think we can kind of live in somewhat of a bubble um, in thinking like what we do is right and what we do like makes sense. And so for me, like tidying the house makes sense. But when you're with someone who thinks that you're crazy for doing it, for me actually makes me go, okay, well, why do I clean? What is it about cleaning that is important to me? Why do I get upset when he doesn't clean why do I get upset when he mocks me for cleaning like what is that deep emotional thing that is for me thats that isn't that I'm not recognizing and I think that that really allows me to analyze what I'm doing why I'm doing it how I think um and then go okay yeah like that seems reasonable like wow I didn't realize that's the reason I clean yeah that's ridiculous now I actually see what he's coming from um which I don't but um I was gonna say <laughs> wow that's uh but it's an example right oh. of like when you're like but i don't perceive it like that so then it makes you think about how like why you do it and so that for me self-awareness is like tenfolded because i'm in a relationship with someone who is not like me and i find it extremely powerful yeah yeah what, what she, she said, said. <laughs> ah, jinx. um okay next question all right this is from elliot rosewin What traits or, sorry, what traits or compatibility do you think you should look for in a partner to foster mutual growth?
0: Uh, I mean, a growth mindset is really, at the end of the day, somebody who recognizes they're not as far, because they may not have the words growth mindset, but they recognize they're not as far along in this journey of life as they could be, that they've got a lot to learn, that they've got humility. Um, Those things are really crucial almost everybody when they're young has some artifacts of a fixed mindset, have artifacts of um, the negative side of ego and pride, so I wouldn't worry too much if you see those, but if deep down they sincerely want to learn, grow, and get better, um, then it becomes easy to use that as leverage when they slip into a fixed mindset mm-hmm. or they're afraid to grow and change, and you can say, look, you, you really do have a sincere desire to grow and get better, and this is one of those times where it's like the stoic quote, and I forget which one said it, maybe Marcus Aurelius, uh, you cannot learn that which you believe you already know. Mm. Um, And if the person is receptive to that, then it's like, and we use that on each other all the time, it's like, if we believe the other person's really being fixed mindset, then you just say like, it really seems like you're holding yourself back, you're limiting your own potential by saying it's not possible, or you can't do it, or you're not good at it, and it's like, wow, you're right, Actually, thank you. Um, so that's what I would look for.
1: Yeah, and also um, real-time practice. So, like for instance, if you get into an argument, how do they handle the argument? Right? Are they that's open good. to um, okay? Maybe I am wrong. How do you feel? Oh, okay, I didn't see it like that. Or do they just want to be right and prove that they're right in the argument? So why do not you break up with me? What do you mean?
0: I was the worst at that when we first got together.
1: Yeah, you were, but you had other traits. Like you were very compassionate. I
0: had a great car. You uh, you had a, had a shitty, car. shitty
1: car. <laughs> like I, I, we we dated in spite of that. Yeah, that
0: is true. Um,
1: sure. But I think there were many other traits that, to me, like it wasn't. The, um, you wanted to be right. God, what? How can I articulate this? You wanted to be right, but you weren't cruel. Right, So like there's ways of approaching any situation and it was like you wanted to be right but you didn't want to bring me down to be right. Right, So it's like you may try to persuade me but it was never putting me down to then prove your point. And I think those types of situations will really show who they are as a person and if they're willing to work with you to get to the result. And I think that will show you very quickly whether they have a growth mindset and whether they're someone that wants to um, do better and be better.
0: So. And in fairness, if you convinced me, I would own it. You convinced me. Yeah. But when I believed my way, I wasn't as conducive to stepping into your shoes as I could have been. Conducive wasn't the right word, but you can
1: remember. It. Yeah. All right, next question. This is from Avery Knair. Avery Knair. Yeah? Knair. All right, sure. My younger brother is in his early 20s and shares with me how different the dating world is with all the dating apps going on. He describes it as a Hookup culture.
0: Nice.
1: He has a growth mindset, watches IT. Nice. And in the stage where he wants a stable relationship but find it hard to find a woman who's on the same page as him. What should he do? He knows to focus on working on himself, which he's been doing for a long time. Where do you find quality people to date nowadays?
0: To me, man, apps are advertising. So you get the opportunity to say who you are and attract...
1: and and attract people
0: who think like you think. So I don't think there's ever been a time in human history where people have been able to um, advertise themselves as accurately and rapidly as what we're going through now. So um, personally, I wouldn't look at it as a a bad thing. I would just say that the goal isn't to um, get a lot of yeses. The goal is to get the one right yes. And I think that people have a, wow, I bet this is weird for you guys watching. Um, I think that people have a really hard time. It's like when they go for a job. People want to win the job. And because people want to win the job when they come in, they're actually not assessing the company and saying, is this really the right company for me? Am I going to enjoy this? Am I going to like it here? So forget whether or not you like me. Am I interested in this job? And I think that people should look at dating in the same way is you should be not trying to win their affection or get them to like you. You should be trying to assess whether they're the right person for you, whether you're going to click, whether you're going to match. So being a lot more discerning, not just going for looks, um, realizing that you may have a physical type that actually has nothing to do with what you're actually drawn towards, which is a really fascinating story. I think it was Christopher that was telling us that story where he was like, his friend denied having a type, and, but they were dating the ooh, almost exact same physical type over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over, and then whoever it was, if it wasn't Christopher, was saying, look, it's pretty obvious to all of us, there's actually something much deeper that you're really interested in, and once you get past like what you think you want physically, and get to how you want to feel emotionally, and start selecting for people that can potentially deliver on that, that you'd be a lot better off, and they had the breakthrough, and... Um, ended up finding a long-term relationship. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I think that's good advice. So yeah, I would, even if I had to like, if it's truly just um, images, like I might actually wear, I would would do this, I would do a test and I would get a bunch of different t-shirts printed that say like one simple message, right? Um, maybe one says growth mindset, one says I read, like whatever and so as people are going through, they're stopping on not just your physicality but like an interesting statement and then I would track like who am I attracting based on the t-shirt, right? Do like was the I read one, that was the money, I watched movies, was that the money? Like What is it that really like stops people? Um, and then see, like you know, what are you getting with that? Could be super, super interesting. But I would do something like that. It's, it's That's cool. That's you can reach a wonderful. mass audience all of much a sudden. Much more it's inventive
1: than, than what intriguing. I was thinking. It's like so for me. If it was like okay, I want someone in fitness, I would go to the gym. So with this, is like I would join the Impact Theory League, uh, uh, like wow. that little plug. Um,
0: Making it a dating site. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> but it's I would, right? Not a I bad would idea go to all.
1: all. I would go to the the pages and the platforms that are doing the things that draw me in. Um, I would start discussions with people. I would go, to, like, we've had, um, you had a speaker, a talk at WeWorks. So it's like, I would go to those events. Um, it's like people who, if you just want to h- hook up, go to the bar. Like, I would go to places.
0: No. I'm saying, if you want to hook up, use the fucking apps. Sure, okay, well, like just shows my age. I'm literally I'm mortified 40. that I didn't um, have apps like that in my early 20s. I,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know if I. I probably would, but anyway, I would try and surround problem. myself with the people that have that type of thinking. So it would be communities online, it would be websites, it would be um, events, and so so so. I Next question. Oh, we've got some fan shout outs. Alright, this is um hello to Mark McCoolay, who is still awake in Scotland. See, I wow. told you people were listening. Well done. Proving Mark. her right. Thank you, honey. Well played. Avery Nair, who loves the hair. Thank you very much, Avery, oh, that even I though love I probably so messed up your name. Um Mika Alexa who loves the shirts. Thank which you, you can get at our store. Shop.impacttheory.com.
0: Right Ten
1: percent off for the next few hours power if you couple. use the code
0: PowerCouple. There it is.
1: Um, okay, and then drop the discount again. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> I got there before I even read it. Amazing. Um, Anthea.
0: Anthea's Greek. Anthea, not you with Greek? the last name Stanton. Yeah, but she could be married. All
1: right. So, let's not derail. Mr. us um, All right, so this question is from Anthea Stanton. Not Greek at all. Know, Which so individual insecurities were and continue to be brought to light through your relationship? Great question. Um... Hmm. I don't think they were
0: so different when we were young than they are now. So, um, I don't know. Like in the beginning it was like, I was the fool that didn't like that you had serious relationships before me, like that you really were in love with somebody before me that was really hard for me to deal with because it's all about, am I good enough? right? Are you really like as bonded and attached to me as you were to them? Like, do you still think about them? And when I say I don't fucking think about that now in the slightest, um, God, what are my insecurities now?
1: I don't know if it was an insecurity, but I used to, um, fear ever saying that, like, even literally Brad Pitt, I used to fear saying Brad Pitt was hot because I didn't want you to be insecure about it, and it's not that you were insecure about it, it's that I was trained through my ex-boyfriend that I would feel guilty um, if I saw another guy and found him attractive. That's not really an insecurity, but it was an issue that, like, I remember when you're like, well, of course you find other men attractive, like, you're a woman, you're human, it's actually more special that I've chosen you and vice versa, and um, in fact, if I can turn that into an insecurity, part of me is like, look, I'm going to age, And it's not like I would weep about it, but of course, like, deep down, if I really had to think about it, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get older. At some point, I'm not going to be, you know, the hot 21-year-old. And, oh, my God, what if he... If I spend too many days in my pajamas, he won't find me attractive. And over time, you have... You've been so honest about like, yes, you will get older, but I love you for who you are. I love you for the history that we have and I still find you beautiful. It's the moments when I've just woken up in the morning and my hair's all over the place and I have no makeup on. And I think there's no way like a guy's going to find you beautiful like this. And you would stroke my face and be like, you look so pretty today. Um, So over the years, I felt like, I think that was an insecurity I had when I was young. But I don't have it anymore because over the last 17 years... You've really helped me see that the love between us is way more than just visual, and that the reality is that I will be getting older, you will be getting older, but it's not about looks, right? It's not, obviously, I like to look pretty for you, I like to dress up, but I'm never gonna look like a 21-year-old anymore. And I think that if we hadn't developed that over the years, I probably would now start to worry. I would be embarrassed that I told you my age. Um, but we've worked on it and it's been like a very subtle thing over the years, but it's really made a difference to me or any
0: insecurities for you. Oh, I said my early ones now. yeah, that's
1: actually a really. God, I mean
0: the, the thing that I think about, it doesn't ring as an insecurity in my mind, but I really do hold myself to a high standard and I don't want to let you down and I want to make sure that. I crush it and that we win, but I already have mechanisms in place to deal with it if I don't, which is you can't beat the man who never quits. So like the only thing that I really worry about like that, I don't know, I guess is breaking. I'm really reaching because it's just not an area that I spend a lot of time in. Like when you have a growth mindset, it's like, okay, I'm not good at that yet, but like I can get good. And quite frankly, can I tell you the real reason I don't have insecurities? You fucking make me feel good. You feed me security, like Mm -hmm. you, just like you were saying with me, I put a lot of time and attention to making sure that you understand, while I really enjoy how attractive you are, I get that it's a phase and that you will, and literally, I didn't say it because I thought people would think I was being cheesy, but truly, when you said I'm not that hot 21 year old anymore, you look better to me now than you did at 21, 100%, and if we put side by side, pictures, people would agree. But like, I don't want you to invest in that. I I just, I enjoy it, it's an amazing phase, I'm super amped that like I get this period where it's just like raw sexuality and you're just hot as hell. I love it, love it, love it. Do not think for one second I take that for granted. But like the thing that I want you to really know to the core of your being is what I love is the shared experience, the history, the way that you've entwined yourself in my brain chemistry that when we like just sit in a cuddle, like where you'll sit between my legs and just listen to like a book, an audible book, like what that does to me on a neurochemical level is insane. Like it's so drug-like. So that I value far more than I value the attractiveness and I'm very great. And I've built that into my mindset. It is not an accident that that's what I repeat, that that's what I say out loud, that that's what I really like make sure that I feel and I embody it because I know it's coming. That is the reality. And so being surprised by aging and not looking as good, like I don't understand how people get caught off guard. It's the fucking most natural thing that's ever happened. It happened to every human being that has ever lived. So let's not be surprised. Let's build mechanisms now. So my point being that you give me the flip side of that equation, which is I bet on you like even when you fail, like I'm here to encourage you and like, you just feel all in, right? That you not only do you not ask me to put on a brave face. You've one, tra- not trauma, but one difficulty we've had is I've always wanted to like embody the strength and only show you the strength, and you want in on the vulnerability and you know the soft underbelly and the things that I worry about and all of that. So because like you support me through those weak moments, it's like. Whatever insecurities I would have in a thousand other relationships. So this isn't me going, Oh, I've just figured it all out. It's being in a relationship where the person legitimately makes you feel at every fucking turn like they're into you. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. ...foibles and all.
1: And being honest about those insecurities with each other, because I think if you're trying to hide them, like um, I think that ends up like, it will manifest itself in other ways. Um, Like if you're a jealous person because you're insecure about yourself and how you look, it could manifest into, or sorry, if you're insecure about yourself and your ways, it can manifest into jealousy. So then all of a sudden I see you talking to a girl and I start, you know acting weird and getting upset and you're like what's going on but if you can really strip all that back and go okay what is that underlying insecurity oh it's that you don't feel great or you don't feel good about yourself well how do we fix that like you're never going to get to the core so be honest about your insecurities be upfront. sit with your partner this is why i love this question so much because it's such a big deal because i think that there's a way that you as a team can work together on it Um, And um, in fact, the one very big insecurity I have right now, as you were talking, it made me realize, is my whole health issue that I'm going through Um, Because of certain foods that I can't eat, I haven't been able to eat sugar, junk food, all of that. So I'm quite lean at the moment and quite muscly. And so when you look at my physique, you're like, oh my God, you look amazing. Well, um, I just got a new diet recently and um, I have to do it for the next like month or two months and I have to add food in my diet that I haven't, you know, really sugary foods that I haven't eaten in a long time and weird foods, oats, that I just don't have as part of my diet. And we've had the discussion about like, Part of me is insecure about my body changing and is like, what if I put on 10 pounds and I I don't have the physique that I know you like right now? And you've been the one that has said, baby, like, we're in this together, but we have to focus on the goal. The goal is to get you healthy. If you put on 10, 20 pounds, I don't care. I'm going to love your squishy bits. I mean, that's actually what you said to me. Like, I'm going to love your squishy bits and all. And so, it allowed me to then go, okay, he's right. I can't be worried about that. I have to focus on getting better, and we're doing this as a team. It allows me to get rid of my insecurities, to be open about them, but him being aware of it so he can help me through it. Because being in a relationship is a partnership. It's not you suffer, you suffer, and you deal with it on your own, and then you come together.
0: Church. Church.
1: All right. Oh, we got some Would You Rather segment. Let's do this. You gotta play along, guys. Put in the comments below and we we'll are answer as well. And we have never seen them, so this is the first time we encounter them as well. Too true. All right, would you rather regret a bad relationship or regret missing out on a good one? I would regret missing out. Oh no, what would I rather? Hmm.
0: Well, while she thinks about yeah. that, I will say that I would much rather um, have gone through a bad relationship than to miss out on one. So you're going to learn from a bad relationship. In fact, having had a bad relationship, that is like so many lines in the sand got drawn based on one like slightly nutty chick. And I thought, the good news, I learned about credit on $1,000. I'm so grateful since I know people that had like $80,000 in debt. Credit card debt, not even college debt. So I got a credit card, maxed it out, had a $900 limit. And when it got to $1,000 and I realized, wait a second, I'm paying this off and it's still going up. Ah, this is how people get themselves in trouble. I learned about bad relationships from one. It didn't take me long. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for that.
1: Yeah, me too. Bad relationship made me realize like, wow, there are guys out there that are actually nice. They actually pay for your meals and they open car doors for you. Like that was mind blown. He opened the car door from date one and that like shook me to my core because I dated the guy who never had a car, and I had to go pick him up all the time, and he was lazy, and so, um, let alone, I mean, forget about opening the car door. I'd open it for him, (laughs) really. (laughs) Okay, next, would you rather? Would you rather meet your partner in preschool and never date anyone else, or date many people, but not find a solid partner until retirement? I think the truth is, I would rather date and not find someone until retirement. Um, And the truth being is that I think even if I met them in preschool, it's like kind of going back to the question before it. It's like having bad experiences actually makes me appreciate the good. And so I think that the reality is if I was in preschool at the age of 20, 21, 30, 40, I don't know. I think part of me may wonder, like, what else was out there? Like, What life haven't I lived yet?
0: Yeah, I'm just going to give a really lame predictable answer and say that this is purely a question of um sexual fluency for me. Like it would have been wholly uninteresting to only have been with one person and I'm I'm very fortunate. I've had a great life on that side of things. It was adventurous and fun and I just wouldn't trade that for anything.
1: Yeah. Alright, next would you rather would you rather spend Valentine's Day alone or arguing with your significant other with no resolution until the next day? Well the question is, am I alone but I'm still in a relationship? No. Wait, yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm so like I'm in a different country, let's say, but I'm yeah. still together with him. Yeah. Alright. So, um, which <laughs> yeah. because it makes a difference. It's like, I like how like one of the, does. It's actually what a are the big It is a big difference, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think I would rather not be with you.
0: It's really interesting. You're isolating it to a day, and I get that you're falling into the trap of the question. It is, but really... I would much rather be in an awesome relationship and have one bad day. I don't care if it's, it's time to, but yeah. To me, that because I'm answering, I guess the would you rather be alone or would you rather be having had an argument? So no, fair Valentine's enough. A,
1: now we can Skype. Yeah, if you're if you're see. in a relationship, which
0: fair enough, you did ask for that clarification. If you're in a relationship, better to be apart than to have ruined your Valentine's. That's fair yeah.
1: Enough. 'Cause like I don't know, it's sad and I know you're right, it's just one day, but that like that would hold I would hold on to it a bit. You're until really the very weird next Valentine's that. Day I'd be like, one hundred percent and you'd remind me, he'd remember last year a week later which I love. a week Forty
0: five minutes yeah, I would like, wake oh, up the next arguing? morning and be like, Wait what?
1: We're arguing. Um Alright, so last would you rather guys answer with us? Would you rather be unable to express pet peeves about your partner or compliments to your partner? Ah, uh, I think I'd have to I'd not express pet peeves because I think if I couldn't ever give you a compliment,
0: then... 100%. Then if you can't give a compliment, don't, under any fucking circumstances, lay out your pet peeves. Yeah. That, that is relationship suicide.
1: Yeah. Agreed. All right, on to the next question. All right, this is from Matthew Timothy. How much time do you spend together versus apart? Has that changed as you've grown? What time together is the most valuable for you guys? Thank you both from Canada. What's up, Canada? Um, Well, because we work, we spend a lot of time together. But, like, even yesterday, you turned around to me, and I was brushing my teeth, and you're like, baby, I miss you. And in that moment, I felt the same. Because it's like we're doing work, we're shooting, we're talking about camera angles, we're talking about projects, we're talking about finance, company development. Like, it's never like, how are you doing, babe? Like, and that's actually why I love the show. Like, I get to sit near you, and I'm actually glad we're doing it on the phone, because, like, I get to sit near you, I get to put my knee up on you. Like, this type of intimacy, I think that... It can easily be forgotten when you have busy lives like it, whether it's um, whether you are a husband and wife and you've got kids um, and so you're always together be always dealing with the kids like I think it's so important to acknowledge that's not the same so I don't want to lump it all into one and to me date night is very important and I try and get date night probably once a week so I try to do Saturdays um, where we're doing something that is purely me and him phone is off um, no distractions and we're just engaged with each other playing video games doing something that we both enjoy as a team um, versus just working on work Um I think yes at least once a week is so important so important so important
0: you word done hundred percent it? Nailed, it. nailed
1: it Um all right let's go on to the next question guys we are answering live so uh, drop in your comments, and then also let us know, A, do you like the phone situation instead of the multi-cameras? And then the next question I wanna know is, do you like this time slot? Do you like this time slot? That is the and question. And I'll
0: reiterate, I'm not gonna trust you. I'm gonna look at the data. So, data, data, data. I'm
1: gonna trust Very you. curious right. to
0: see how many people show up.
1: Um. All right, this question is from Zarina Foudry. Ooh, where are you from, Zarina? That's such an interesting name. Um, how do I know when it's time to break up?
0: Okay. You know it's time to break up because even when you project out, you both develop a growth mindset, you're both working on the relationship, committed to making it happen, to really understand each other that you think, yeah, that wasn't worth all the effort. Before I would break up, I would do all of those things first, assuming that there was a real connection. But if you think about all those things and that person still isn't the one, then it's time to move on. But I've always believed that once you're committed, and look, if it's early in the relationship, eh, whatever. Um, I don't believe there's any obligation for people to stay together. But once you're in a committed relationship, I think that you each have an obligation to the relationship to each other to really learn to work through things because that inability to work through things is going to follow you to every single relationship that you ever have. So the only other time that I would say that breaking up is in order is if there's been some damage that can't be undone. And I don't understand like in relationships where somebody cheats, like it just seems way more interesting to me to rebuild something fresh than to try to like get past all that trauma. I mean, look, if that's what you would prefer, then by all means, but that just seems like a lot lot of potential pain and suffering that just isn't really necessary.
1: I'm a pros and cons type of person so, you are, you so would make I, a list. I would make a list like what are all the pros of staying with them and what are all the cons what are the questions that you don't actually want to ask yourself but you really should like are you fearing being alone what does being alone look like because I've at least experienced I had a lot of friends that that's what it comes down to where it's like they kind of know deep down this person isn't right for them but they don't want to break up and when you really ask like the hard questions a big reason is that they're, they're scared to be alone so, I don't get that. I know you don't. I do. I really do get that. I think it's a very valid point and to address and say, oh, well, why are you fearful of being alone? Um, and really like dive deep and kind of get to the core of that. Like, oh, well, I've never paid my bills. I, don't know. I was going to think of some things, but Yeah, I mean, I would that, do that to me cons. is just,
0: it's crazy. There was some <laughs> study that shows that like pros and cons don't help at all. And that at the end of the day, it's, Learning to sense that emotion that you have that's pushing in one direction or the other But I
1: think that that's really what my pros and cons does like it it, Allows allows me to identify those emotions that I'm having that I think sometimes I'll suppress Because it's just easier. I think it's easier to sometimes suppress problems or suppress like issues You don't necessarily want to deal with and push them aside, but in doing the pros and cons it makes me dig them up I like the hand movements. That was
0: good actually. And um, your hand grazed mine and I got like Oh,
1: aww, i put your hand, baby. Hilarious. Um all right, next question is from Carl Denzel Rose. If relationships are multipliers, magnify your strengths and weaknesses. I like that. How well do you need to have yourself figured out before you start looking for a relationship?
0: I don't I mean, look, the more you have yourself figured out, the better, I wouldn't wait, I wouldn't put it off. I think that it'll be such a tremendous learning experience to be with somebody, and I think even all these years into my life, into my marriage, I still feel like I'm figuring myself out every day, Mm -hmm. so um, it's kinda like people say about having kids, which has always sounded like the most asinine argument ever, which is if you wait until you feel like you're ready, you're never gonna have kids, which is absolutely fine. but yeah, I wouldn't wait till I felt like I would hit some magical threshold. Look, if you're in the throes of depression or something like that, then maybe I would address that first. Um, but just figuring yourself out, it's gonna go as you go along, right? So um, be open to being in the relationship, be, able to be open to listening and growing together. Um, if you have that, like that to me, like the beginnings of a growth mindset are all that's really required
1: yeah and I think the reason why it, I mean you still have those strengths and weaknesses it's just magnified because the other person may be pointing them out because you come into conflict sometimes,
0: and so which actually could speed things up right
1: exactly that's the thing. It's like, okay, well, you just identified my weakness that I have tried to hide for so long, but in identifying it and magnifying it, um now it's kind of like I kind of have to address it, and then at least for us, you've helped me with my weaknesses. Um, So, I think it can absolutely be beautiful. I think it just depends on the person that you choose and if they see your weakness and they try to use it against you, because, like, obviously, you know that that happens, um, that could obviously be tough because if it's already a weakness, the last thing you want is for someone to make you feel bad about it or magnify it even more. But I think that that's just not the right person for you then. So, yeah, I don't think that there is a way to have it all figured out beforehand. All right, next question. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, coffee break. This is from, from? I was just going to read it ah. if you were going to take a drink. Uh, this is from Rutger Gomans. At what point did you guys decide to fully commit to each other and throw out all ideas of other possibilities? I assume it means dating other people.
0: Um, well, it depends on what you mean by throw out all ideas. Like I... From our very first date, I would have had no interest in dating anybody else, but that wasn't like, oh my god, I'm committed to this relationship. It was just, wow, that was interesting enough that I wouldn't want to even take the time to go see somebody else. If I have that time, I'd rather spend it with you. Um, And then call me old-fashioned, but once I have sex, like, then I'm definitely not dating anybody else. That would seem super weird. Unless it was something that you guys discussed.
1: that is quite old-fashioned. Yeah, I'm
0: sure. But like that. I love it. That to me is a line. Like, yeah. So, um, and then once I said I loved you, like that was it for me. There was never any turning. I wouldn't even understand somebody that would turn back at that point. Like I was so all consumed by you by the time that I had really fallen in love that like it. It didn't even cross my mind. It wasn't like I wouldn't have even thought to ask you, like, are you still seeing anybody else? Like, I, at that point, it was just all in.
1: Yeah, I remember. So the first when you told me you loved me, I think you didn't you write it in an email. Yes. So he'd come to visit me in London. We just started dating. You came to London and then you left, and we had like this magical time in London together and you wrote it in an email, and I remember reading it, and it was the day before Christmas, because I was setting the Christmas table with my mom, and my mom's like, what's wrong? You, could, you like, She could tell I was distracted. And I remember, I had this so clearly, I was setting the table, and I was like, well, Tom just wrote me an email, because she would already fallen for you. My entire family fell for you in that you know, 10 you days. You were still <laughs> But, so I was like, yeah, and he, he said he loved me. And she's like, so what did you say? I was like, well, I haven't replied to him yet. And she was like, well, how do you feel? And I remember like being just brutally honest with my mom. I was like, I think I love him, but I'm scared. And she was like, well, why are you scared? And I said, because I've said I love you to a guy before, and it ended up in disaster. Like, he broke my heart. He was very cruel to me, emotionally abusive. Um, and so I feel like if I'm going to, to meet, that's the plunge, right? If I say I love you back, like, I'm all in. And so I really had to think about that. And she's like, well, why, you, if you know that you really like him and that you are in love with him, why not say it? And I remember thinking like, because that's the next step. And what does that look like? He lives in America. I live in London. So like now it makes shit real. Now it's not just a fling. Now it's actually like, how are we going to do this? How are we actually going to stay together? And I remember that little fear and my mom was, God bless my mother. She literally was just like, go for it. Like, if you don't try, like you're never going to, no, if you you know, you have to be real and honest with him. And So
0: she wrote me back and said, Love ya too. No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Um but yeah, so to me that was for me when I was fully committed. Um But during the period between when we first started dating in America and then I went to England and you came to visit, it was like a month or something. And in that month, one of my ex-boyfriends, who um, I only dated him very briefly, but he broke up with me. He texted me and he's like, hey, want to hang out? And he was basically looking for a booty call. And I I told you this, he was looking for a booty call. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, I don't know what this is yet. This other guy's hot wants a booty call like do I and I thought no because there's no coming back there's if this is real and this is what I hope it is there's no coming back from that decision because I would have felt like I kind of cheated on you so I remember thinking like no I'm not gonna do it and so like that also was another turning point where I'm like okay this could affect the rest of my relationship with this person that I have really fallen for Mm -hmm. so Nice. Um, all right. This next question is from Crystal Dawn. What's one way you can identify a person with a growth mindset initially? Get into an argument with them. I know yeah, said I said mean, that earlier and I'm well, kind of joking, it's, but
0: it's... Right. It's not the kind of thing that you want to fake, but certainly right. if it happens, that would be pretty easy to attest to. But I mean, look there's no reason not to just get in a blatant conversation with them about it and say that that's something that's really important to you. Like, you know, you don't have to be clinical and pull out a copy of Mindset by Carol Dweck and be like, you know, where do you fall on the scale? But um, I I would just talk about it and be like, look, one thing that I'm super focused on is, is getting better and really thinking about what that means. And this whole word yet is like hugely important to me. Um, And so while I may not be good at something yet, then I think I can get good at it and see how they engage with that conversation and be as blatant as you want. Like, I cannot overstate how blatant I was when we first started dating, how aggressively myself I was. Like, if I wanted to know if you had a growth mindset, and and look, a lot of this is in nuance, you have to understand, I know how to play a conversation. And so, but ultimately, I would, in the right moment, I would just be like, look, here's this concept, what do you think about it? Do you think you have a growth mindset? Like, how do you approach situations? Does that make sense? Like, you know, without it feeling like you're being interrogated, Mm -hmm. but being able to have, like, here's the best way I can explain it. When I was being aggressively myself and all that, I was excited. I was having so much fun talking about this stuff and just being really who I am and saying what I think and being open to her opinion, being open to being changed. Like it was just fun to talk about Mm -hmm. stuff. And so when you're able to have fun and you're talking about this stuff because it's interesting to you and it's not a defensive mechanism and it's not you trying to shut them down and like there's a right way or a wrong way to answer the question, it's just like, I'm excited about this shit. It's some of the most fun things for me to think about. I'm super curious to know what you think about it and then just go about it that way. Like, have fun with it.
1: Yeah, that's a great answer. It's like no one would think twice about talking about their passion or admiration for like a sport, right? Like if you're a big soccer fan or something, you talk about your team and no one would think twice. So it's kind of the same thing, like this is part of you, this is part of who you are. So discuss it, open and honestly with enthusiasm and then see how they respond.
0: Mm. I'm gonna get a jersey that says like, number seven, Dweck. Just be like, she's she's my home girl. That's seven. the team. Yeah, number seven is the lucky number. Oh. I don't know what number you would represent, Carol. Dweck I wasn't with, sure but... if there's
1: a certain amount of numbers that she has in a book.
0: I yeah, I'm not that quick. I don't yeah. know. I
1: like I just that. Just lucky number. I wouldn't teach it for <laughs> you. Um. All right. So next question. This is from Carl Denzel Rose. How do you avoid feeling like you are always getting into relationships where you end up feeling bored, like you've outgrown your partner? Are you? Per- pursuing the wrong partner or are you what needs to change?
0: It's really interesting, so So in the ask of that question, I'll be honest, I did think that this is somebody who feels above them because he's got an issue where he's not allowing himself to feel like a peer, Um, which either means that you literally are, like when I was in my King of Remedial Jobs phase, you're going after people that make you feel powerful which is intoxicating at the beginning of the relationship, but then you're going to be in a position later where you're like, yeah, the fun of feeling powerful and this is worn off and I now feel alone because they don't feel like my peer. So being open to being in a relationship with somebody who is your peer, or somebody that you actually consider to your core to be your equal, somebody who's better than you at things, um, that like that's a growth part on your part like you've got to be willing to do that and so if it happens once okay so be it but like if that's the pattern i'm going to say it's entirely on you
1: because you're saying that if he dates somebody that might be at his equal and challenges him that may make him feel worse about himself so he's actually going for people where he feels like Yeah, look, and
0: I'm guessing, but yes, 100%. And so even I fell into the trap of thinking you would want me to be better than you at everything. Mm -hmm. And so that, because I wasn't, and we actually were equals, like that caused like schizophrenia in me as Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of our relationship because I could only be in a relationship with somebody who was my equal, um, just intellectually, that it just wouldn't be fun for me otherwise. But at the same time, I wanted to be better than you at everything, and I thought you would want me to be, and that was another insecurity that I had, that I, would, I wouldn't be good enough for you, that you wouldn't be attracted to me because I wasn't smarter than you, I wasn't better than you at everything, um, and I actually thought you would want that. and But that was just like deep insecurity on my part. So um, thankfully, I sort of got into the problem before I realized it was a problem, because otherwise I might have looked for somebody that just made me feel powerful um, which would have been a huge mistake
1: Mm -hmm. and i like it when you challenge me as well like i remember one of the first times you challenged me i was like huh that kind of was weird and cool all at the same time so it was uh yeah i think if you can find the strength and power in that that that's really cool Mm -hmm. um all right next question this is from thomas bernardo um, how could you introduce personal development and reading audios to a new significant other when it's a huge part of your life every day? But this is actually something we go through. I'm not much of a reader like you are.
0: Ain't that the truth. So what's
1: your tactics Ain't you? that the truth. Because now I'm um, reading principles and Walt Disney and love them both.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You're incredibly open to learning. You really like knowledge and information. And so we get to talk about a lot of this stuff because you'll ask me routinely like, oh, what are you reading? Is it anything that I would be interested in? And so we get to talk about it even if a lot of times it's just me introducing the concept to you. But when I come across a book that I think that you really dig, then I recommend it to you. If you didn't have a growth mindset, that would be really problematic. Yeah, because that
1: might be something like, how could you introduce personal development?
0: Yeah, so honestly, the only way to do that without being super douchey is just to live it. And then if the other person resonates with it, then feed into that, encourage that, um, be super attentive. Like, it's one of those things where you got to do things like this sometimes. Like They may ask you, oh, can we do this? And you're like, oh God, I really don't have time or I really don't want to do that. And you're just honest like, look, I'm so sorry, I don't have time for that, whatever. But like, if there was something that I really wanted you to engage in, like video games before you played and I let's say I was working and oh god, I'm under deadline, I'm super stressed out, and you're like, hey, let's say you don't know that I'm super stressed, and you're like, hey, uh, you wanna play video games for a while, I'd be like, yeah, of course, and you're like, well, are you working? No, what do you mean working? Be- and that's because I get that that's that long-term investment, and if you don't encourage that, right off the jump, then you shut them down at that like early initial stage, and they may never bring it up again. So when something like that's important to you, you have to really play those initial moments really, really well. Um, So yeah, one, live by example. And if she really sees that it brings joy and that it's amazing and you're growing and getting ahead, and you're loving and encouraging and compassionate and playing the long game and not just trying to cram it down their throat, um, it will probably play out well. But the honest answer is, I would look for somebody that already has at least the beginnings of it
1: but I want to add to that though because I think that people in like just innately want to know how that helps them right so for instance like if you're learning and changing and growing how does that help your significant other when she she or he depending um, sees the improvement in you and why that benefits your relationship and benefits them then I think it kind of goes huh like, actually really like that you're doing this self-development stuff because it's actually improving my life and our relationship as well as just your life. So once you start seeing that positive side and then you then enforce it by saying, yes, it was that book. Like, it was so great. And so they're associating the improvement in your relationship, the improvement in ways you're, that you're treating them to your growth. Then I think that's a great way of then encouraging them to be like, oh, hey, yeah, you should do the same. Oh, my God, you've got to check this out. And for us, it really became just another way for us to bond, right? It's talking about, like, because I, in fact, did this the other day where um, I'm reading principles, love the book, and I'm starting to implement tactics and seeing how they work. Like, was I able to pull it off? Was I not? And so when I did, I got so excited because it's like once upon a time, I would have handled it like this. And this time, I actually handled it like this. And I was so proud that I came to and I was like, babe, did you know this? I handled it differently and it's because in principle is Ray says to do it like this and I did it. And I got so excited by the personal development of it. If you like Ray, you know, or whatever, like that would actually make a difference to my excitement about reading doing personal development but in your encouragement back we like yes baby i really did notice like that was so good like i was so impressed i thought for sure you would like spiral out of control or i thought for sure you would get upset over it but you didn't like again it just brings more encouragement to me doing it and then us bonding over that personal development so yeah all right well oh up already um so guys just to iterate if you want to get we've got a whole bunch of um clothes sweaters t-shirts tanks different styles for valentine's day um if you use the code power couple right now for the next hour or two you get 10 percent off um and then also if anyone purchases the what is they have to purchase anything okay if you purchase anything from the impact store you automatically get submitted into a a Skype, a potential Skype call with Tom and I. Did I do that right? I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. So basically if you buy
0: some of the power couple stuff, you enter a drawing to win a a Skype call with Lisa and I. Apparently
1: if you buy anything from the store, doesn't have to be power couple stuff. All right. But, all right.
0: There it is. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is always so much fun. We love getting the questions. and We love going back through everybody's answers and seeing what you guys thought. So hopefully you're dropping that in the comments. If this is adding value to your life, please do share it. That means the absolute world to us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Bye. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now